0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So what I wanted to do today was to provide an introduction to the tractate of Maser Sheni and to look at some of the pesukim that underlie the tractate and just to look at the first Mishnah. And after today, we'll jump into the second parak. Peric- Today, we'll just look at the Pesukim and we'll look at the first Mishnah. However, by way of introduction, I thought it would be useful just to go back and revisit the hierarchy of Trumot, which we looked at, by the way, when we looked at the tractate of Masrot, We looked at the coverage of the tractate and we saw this, this hierarchy. First of all, the Bikurim, the first fruits, which were marked out and plucked in the field. And then the offerings which were for poor people, which essentially are left hefka, are left ownerless in the field. The corner, the gleaning and the forgotten sheaves, the pear, the shichra and the leket. So the material that's left over in the fields for poor people. And that doesn't belong to the owner of the field at all. But what, he, what does belong to him is the harvest, and when he takes in that harvest, remember, we learned that he gives trummer, which can be anywhere between 1.66 percent and two and a half percent, one in 60 and one in one in 60 and one in 40. And that is given to the priests. So that is holy. It's given to the priests. Then after taking off the trummer, so up to two and a half percent the owner will take off another 10% and give that to the Levim. He'll find a local Levi to give the 10% to because the Levim have no land. So this is, a, this, if you like, this is a, it's a we, in Latin you'd say quid pro quo. The Livium, the Levim have no land, although they do help work in the temple. And in exchange, they get 10% of everyone else's crops. Now, the Levim themselves, by the way, have to give truma, So they will separate 10% of the 10% for the priests. That's Truman and marcer. So the, the priests get another percent from the Levim. And then, once that's done, there are two more t- tranches of Marcere. There's ordinary Marcere sheni, And that's another 10%. It's, by the way, 10% of the remainder. Of the remainder, so it's a bit less than ten percent of the whole. And Marseille Cheney can only be eaten in Jerusalem or turned into money and brought to Jerusalem. And it's only in the years one, two, four, and five of the cycle that it operates at all. In years three and six of the seven-year cycle. The mass, the second ten percent, is given to poor people. That's masse rani. It's poor people's masse. And of course, in year seven of the cycle, well, in the seventh year, there's no ownership. So if there's no ownership, you can't give any of these. You can't give any of this stuff. So we're only talking about years one to six of the cycle of the seven-year cycle. Now, our track day is going to deal with masser rani. And that is so. That's the subject of the tractate, and we're going to rely on. There are some important pasukim that we need to understand before we jump into the tractate. By the way, I'll I'll put the link to this new source sheet on the on the WhatsApp group. It's a pasuk in in um, in Vayikra. This comes right from that. It's practically the last pasuk in Vaikra, it's in the pasture of Bukhukotai. So you remember the book of Leviticus, the book of Vaikra closes with two, two um, awesome, frightening parashayot. The first one, Bahar, talks about the need to um, set aside the seventh year, not to own the land on the seventh year. And then the final pasture, Bukhukotai, talks about, really describes the punishments that come with not keeping mitzvot and in particular with not keeping shmiti and describes the punishment of exile if the people don't keep the mitzvah of the seventh year and right at the end of the parsha it talks about tithing they call maserah aretz miserah aretz all the tithes of the land miserah aretz um, mipriah from the land or from the trees hu. Kodesh Lashem. These tithes are all holy. And Rashi there says, hakatuv mudaber. Scripture is speaking here of the second tithe. So there's something special about the second tithe. We can't just, well, we'll see in the Mishnah, right? We have to be careful how we treat it. Because the Pasuk says, Kodesh Lashem. It's got a special status, Kodesh Lashem. And Rashi goes on to say, um, commenting on the words, "V'kol ma'asah aretz mi'zera, aretz mi'pri Hashem, Lashem hu." They all belong. They all belong to God. Hashem. Um, God has acquired it. God has acquired somehow this second Maser. And he's commanded you go up and eat it in Jerusalem. And Rashi points you then to a Pasuk in Devarim. Most of the Halachot about, or the core Pasukim for Maser Sheni come from Devarim. And in Devarim, this is by the way from the Parsha of Re'eh. So we read this, um last yeah we let we read this last shabbat it's right at the end of the parash of Re. so it's a sixth or this it's i think it's a seventh aliyah the end of the parash of ray you shall set aside every year a tenth part of the your yield but it says specifically you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place where he shall choose his name to dwell. And Rashi there says this is the second tithe because we already know the first tithe and he refers us back. Remember we learned the psukim from Korach when we learned about the first tithe. And those psukim say clearly that that tithe can be eaten by the Levim anywhere they like. So Rashi says, look, this tithe, which has to be eaten in Jerusalem, this must be different. So this is the second tithe, maser Sheni. And that's really the halacha and the Mishnah of maser Sheni begins with this concept that it's holy. And the, the Mishnah knows, it's not going to say explicitly, but it knows that you have to take it to Jerusalem. So the Mishnah begins. You can't sell it, you can't mortgage it, you can't exchange it, we can't use it as a weight. And assuming we're going to go to Jerusalem, we can't say to one's friend in Jerusalem, Oh, here's wine, give me some oil. Or the same with all other fruit. We can give it as a gift. But we can't exchange it. And the Rambam comments there. And the principles he, I mean, I brought you the Rambam on the source sheet. Because the, I'll, and I said I'll put this link on, on the WhatsApp chat. The, the principles that the Rambam brings are incredibly important. The first thing he says is, Second tithe is holy. Therefore, it's forbidden to sell it, to mortgage it and to exchange it. Because an exchange is certainly a sale. And then he says, "We don't use it as a weight because it will be a misuse of a holy object." bi-kedoshim. It's your. There's no. It's it's a bit like um. It's not as if there's a halach against it. You, you know, you you, you don't. There's no halacha against walking through a door and not holding it open for the person behind it. You, but kind of, you're a sort of a jerk if you don't do that. In the same way, you don't. You, in theory, you could use it as a weight, and this refers, by the way, probably to redeeming the maser sheni for money and using the money as a weight. You don't use it as a weight because it's a misuse of a holy object to turn it into a weight on the scales. And he makes the point: Jerusalem is specified, And the reason the Mishnah specifies Jerusalem is because the second tithe is eaten there. So those are the key principles which we're going to learn as we go through this masachet. It's maser sheni, so it's given after the maser rishon that the Leviim given. It's given after the terumah, which the priests get. It's holy. So we have to be really careful what we do with it, and much of the missioner will focus on what we can do with this master sheni, and it has to be eaten in Jerusalem, or as the pasukim say, and and you know the the pasukim in in Devarim go on to say, look, may, you know we can change it for money and bring the money to Jerusalem, but one way or the other, either the Master sheni or the money that you get from redeeming the master sheni have to be brought to Jerusalem and enjoyed there. So those are the principles of the Masachet and we'll explore those in more detail tomorrow as we start going through the rest of the Masachet. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.